Yes, yes. And what's your girl, Mina Mendoza, little girl, big personality, queen of spice. It's that part. It's Thursday. It's 7 p.m. We here. We live and direct. We got we got extra special spicy guests with us. We got we got Paul Conqueso. Hey, hey, hey. Let's go. I was just redubbed spicy queso as well. Spicy so queso. I fuck with that. Spicy that. queso. I will accept that. So, Paul, how are yeah. you feeling, my friend? How are you feeling? I'm chilling. I mean, Mercury is hard reggaeton, and so I've been going hard through. Hard reggaeton. It is hard reggaeton, but I've I'm I'm good. I'm good through all of that. I'm good. I love that. Yeah. Love I'm that. blessed. I'm blessed. As we should be. You know, yeah. I feel like we should be grateful every day that yeah. we're breathing, that we're here on this earth, yeah. that. You know that we're able to do the yeah. things that we're able to do, and, and I'm very grateful to. And have now, when here. we ask for abundance, and then we receive it, that we don't complain. <laughs> that part. Because I be doing that all the time. I'm like, I want this offer. I want that. I want this. Mm -hmm. And then I get mad, booked, and busy, and I'm like, wait, but I want to slow down. I'm like, but I asked for this. Yes, facts. You know? That's the universe answering yeah. you. So that's also goes to show you, like, be careful with what words you put out there, because mm -hmm. you are manifesting it. So mm -hmm. I, I feel like that's the same thing with music. Like if mm -hmm. you're singing specific lyrics, mm -hmm. if you're Messages. saying certain, exactly. You know, just Carry. be clear on yeah. what you want from the world. Yeah. But anyways, before we go yeah. off traffic, um, yeah. topic or whatever, <laughs> so we, you know, we know how you feel yeah, and stuff. Yeah. So let's kind of like, I guess, let's go into a little bit how this interview happened. Okay. You know, yeah. so. A little bit of what you guys I feel like I spoke about it briefly on my show. So I went to Poetry in the Bricks. Correct. Poetry in the Bricks. So Poetry in the Bricks is a beautiful, creative um, event that happens once a month, every, right? Yeah, every third Wednesday every at third the City Wednesday. Lounge, uh, lounge and Restaurant, uh, downtown Newark. Downtown Newark. Yeah. Um, so if you follow at City Lounge 973 yes. on the gram, yes. you can find them. Um, and it's going to be happening on the 17th of May. Yeah. So just six days from now. Mm -hmm. uh, and we have two incredible features. Uh, we got Gail and we got Janetza. Uh, and yeah, I mean, like you came through I last did. month and it was incredible. It was incredible. Mm -hmm. uh, we had we had two really dope features and the vibe. The vibe was great. The vibe was high. Uh, and so I co-host and co-curate with Elliot Fant, a.k.a. Poem, Poet oh. of My Environment. Yes. So if you want to follow him, that's the at P double underscore O double underscore M double underscore E. Love I got to memorize it for my Brody. Love um, it. But yeah, that's that's where we throw down for Nork. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, it's it's sponsored by Evolu Culture Ventures LLC, which is the biggest poetry movement out of the Brick City. Nice. Um, that I now am blessed to say I'm part of. Yeah. They just they just indoctrinated me, adopted I me. The ism, right? Evil yeah. culture. The, the ism is also part of Evolu, the Evolu fam. Uh, Sean Battle, Treasure Board, yes. um, Don Krypton, um, and then Notorious. We 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 got a whole family tree. You know, we yes. diverse. We out in these streets. Support. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I love that. And um. I feel like with that event, it was actually my first ever, like, poetry event ever. Ooh. Ever, ever, oh. ever. And I remember, like, the reason I was going on it, because the next day, shout out to Lori Love. 
um, oh yeah that, that interview was incredible I love her yeah, beautiful yeah. human being shout out to Lori Love but um, much love to Lori I wanted to know what it was about. I was like, all right, you know, because I heard her talk about it with me before, but mm -hmm. I was like, uh, I should try this because mm -hmm. it'll give me more inspiration for the interview. Mm -hmm. And I'm so happy I did. And I'm so happy I went by myself. Yeah. Because I ain't going to lie, Paul. I was driving and I was by myself, yeah, you know, because yeah. I was like, damn, because I, I tried to invite my friends, but they were like, oh, People I don't know about that. It's a Wednesday. I got work. So I was yeah. like, you know what? I'm going to go. Mm -hmm. But as I got there, the street was kind of sketchy. Mm -hmm. I'm a cute girl. So I was like, oh, was man, I'm about to go inside this space. Mm -hmm. This shit look kind of sketchy. Mm -hmm. And I remember I sat in my car for mm -hmm. a good five minutes. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? I got to go because I'm already here. Mm -hmm. And I remember I went in there by myself. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I just mingled. Yeah. Literally just yeah. mingled. And I feel like it was really dope. I really enjoyed that there's no judgment. Absolutely. That... It's a very safe place for people to express themselves yeah. and come together with emotions and ideas yeah. and creativity. And I love the fact that there was also vendors there. Yeah. I remember you guys had a massage Yeah, person. massage chair, whole massage table. Whole massage um, Kim, table. Yeah. Um, you also had Shorty More Than Cupcakes. Yep. Um I've more than at more than a cupcake. More than a cupcake. Yeah. Shout out to her, and I'm sorry I yeah, forgot Jonice, your name. Jonice. Jonice. Yeah, shout out to Jonice. Former student of mine. Yeah. So Jonice, yeah. we actually connected, and she actually did event for us here at Braver Studios. Hey. So yeah, I was like, oh my god, I like your cupcake, yeah, and then like yeah. I was like, listen, if you're trying to get yourself out there, yeah. we were throwing an event. Yeah, we were looking yeah. for vendors, hey. and she literally slid right in. So shout Love out to Jonice. Hey. She definitely sold a lot hey. of treats that yeah. day, a lot. And I remember she gave me two treats at the end of the day. I was like, oh, was this? So those are so good. Her cupcakes are incredible. They are. Incredible. They were. It was the frosting incredible. for me. The frosting, yeah. I was like, ooh, this yeah. tastes mad good. Yeah. But um, we had Butter her creamy. come through. Yeah. And it was just all a community. Like, everybody just helps one another, yep, you know? So when I saw her, I was like, oh, snap, you mm -hmm. really did it. Mm -hmm. But um, I loved, again, like, everything came from a positive, safe place. Mm -hmm. I feel like... I wish I could have had some of the food though. Oh yeah, next. I time. didn't get the Pull food. I had the sweets yeah, and yeah. some drinks, but next like I didn't platter. have the food. Yeah. yeah, get a platter next time. Like it's the whole experience. They got the hookah, you know. Yeah, I'm not big of a hookah person. Oh, I'm big on hookah. Yeah. I'm not Dominican, but in my blood, I guess. I'm Somewhere in my heart, I'm like. Prende la hookah. Yep. Prende la Prende la Prende la. Oh, shout out to Amanda, my best friend Amanda. Shout out to Amanda. Stay in the check in. Yeah. One of my major supporters in life. There you go. We're doing the snaps today. We got snap, 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 snap. So, yes. Oh, do you want the story behind the finger snaps? Actually, yeah. But yeah. before we get into that, yeah, yeah, this yeah, is yeah, about bet. you, my okay. friend. Okay, fair, fair. So, Paul, like, tell us more. So, we told the viewers how we met each other mm -hmm. and basically how this kind of like this interview manifested yeah, itself. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about. First of all, your name. Yeah. Paul Con Queso. <laughs> yeah. What, where does this come from? <sighs> um, so, you know, Instagram. The first time I got an Instagram, I was like, what the fuck am I calling myself? <laughs> so I was like, I'm I'm cheesy as first of all, my blood type is cheese. I love cheese. That is like my main <laughs> food group on the pyramid. It's like the base will be cheese. If you cut me open, I'm a bleed Velveeta. What type um, of cheese? The oh he's a Velveeta. It's gotta have spice to it. So I, I like pepper jack. Okay. I like um, anything, anything with, with, I really don't care if it melts, I'll take it. Um, and even if it don't, I'll take it. Um, but I'm also a little bit cheesy. So y'all will see throughout the course of the interview. So it's like a double entendre. Like I love cheese. So it's, it's me, you know, and it's like 
pan con queso or salsa yeah, yeah, con queso. Yeah. You know, the con queso. I'm just like, my name kind of sounds like pan. So I'm going to be Paul okay. con queso. Uh, and then that segued into like, it was my Instagram name for a really long time. And then when the pandy hit uh, and I started performing at uh, the New Yorican online, mm-hmm. right? Uh, I would just sign up with my at, with my handle in the chat on the Zooms. And then that eventually just became like, oh, coming to the stages, Paul Con Queso, you know? So, so like, it just became a household it name. It became a household name. It became my stage name. I just stepped into it. Um, it was my online, you know, not alias. And then it became my nom de plume, my pen name. <laughs> so now, you know, I, I'm published under it. I host under it. I do all that. Uh, because, you know, you kind of got to feel like, it's, it's, it's like an MC name. You gotta yeah, have you gotta yeah. have that other persona, you know. So Paul Con Queso. When I step on stages, I cease to be Paul Latour, and then I'm Paul Con Queso. Okay. So I, uh, you know. I, Even with English, like I feel like if you translate it to English, Paul with the cheese. Mm-hmm. So it's like, damn, he he got big ass money. I don't know. That's what uh, I thought about. Uh, I was uh, like, if you say cheese, yeah. I'm like, all right. So let's continue this. So Paul Con Queso. Mm-hmm. We got the history on mm-hmm. how you got the name. Yeah, yeah. Now, let's talk a little bit about your writing. Yeah. When did you notice you when did you start to have a fancy and make this about your life? Well, I mean, I guess I feel like, like there has to be something yeah. you read, something that you read that impacted you or I mean, maybe an author yeah, something. Yeah, to me, poetry and hip hop have always been inextricably linked. Like to me, okay. they're like joined at the hip and then somebody separated them and was like you know like because to me um gil scott heron right and comment number one who will survive in america who will survive in america which it's sampled on kanye's my beautiful dark twisted fantasy Mm -hmm. that to me is the first hip-hop song ever it's set to some like congo drum beats it's it's very like neo soul um and it's a spoken word piece but that to me is the spiritual ancestor of hip-hop hip-hop was started you know by DJs and MCs and B-boys mm-hmm. and the MCs were just improvised, you know, spitters, but it's really po- it's poetry. What's the difference between poetry and verse, you know? I'm about to say yeah. yeah. I, I mean, mean, you just got a beat. Yeah. That's it. And and I look at Kendrick Lamar and Kendrick Lamar won a Pulitzer Prize just like 5 years ago when he oh. wrote Damn. Yeah, for Damn, he won the Pulitzer Prize for That's writing, wild. for writing. And it's like very few no hip-hop artist has done that prior to kendrick but it's because kendrick's a poet you know j cole is a poet tupac Mm. was a poet lauren hill was a poet um you know hip-hop artists have been doing poetry uh long before you know we correlated the two and to me like i was raised on hip-hop i was born and bred in brick city so like you know to me being raised on tupac and being raised on even like wild shit like ludicrous I, I grew up loving ludicrous and his punchlines okay. and i grew up loving like eminem and his alliteration and his lyricism yeah. and then i grew up loving kanye and his swagger and his cockiness so like yeah. it's kind of an amalgamation i would put all of my inspirations the nas and the storytelling mm-hmm. right like taking all of that and then putting it in kind of like a, a cauldron like a melding pot right and then coming out with like poems have bars like poems left and right they got bars they yeah. got uh imagery Right. There's double entendres and wordplay. There's storytelling, all the same elements of hip hop. So Mm -hmm. to me, like my first poem got published in like sixth grade. A teacher saw a poem of mine, put it in a contest. And I ended up like winning the whole damn contest. And like, oh, my God. Yeah. You're like young, young poets, young urban poets in New Jersey. And it's like that was was the the poem called. Oh, my God. Um, It was about friendship. It was like when when a friend, F is for yeah. friends who no, do something. Together, <laughs> <Stop. R is. laughs> 
Yeah. Yo, Down man. in the deep blue sea. Hey, here you already know. Yeah, SpongeBob, yeah. Bikini Bottom vibes. Yeah, Let's go. Yeah. I wish we had a Bikini Bottom sound. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah. That actually would be cool. An idea, Antoine. An idea. Um, but yeah, so like that got in and it was about like when a friend is forever, then you can never sever. And I still remember some of the bars from it. Um, but it was like, that was one of the first things I got like actual recognition for. And I was a quiet kid. I was so introverted. I was so mm. pensive and like anxious all the time. And that got me like noticed and then my mom was like i'm gonna ha- put this in my office in my cubicle i and mean i would <laughs> like, nah, look how yeah, smart my yeah. child is yeah so that was like I, once i stepped in that doorway i never really stopped writing then it became like i would start writing uh verses like i would start writing freestyles in the middle of my classes oh, i would shit. days off in art class and be like i'm gonna just start writing bars and then i would battle i would freestyle battle dudes at like the the high school football games or mm-hmm. just on the line at the club at copacabanas or what i would be battling Not on the line Copa. Yeah, Copas. Teen nights at Copas. Yup. I know I know you the fifteen dollars. Bring a coupon. It's five dollars off. Girls get it for free. Yo, like Copas was the vibe in the early two thousands. Was it Copas and then it turned into Club Exit? Yes. No, Club Exit was separate. Exit Exit was separate. But it turned into another club. It's another club now. And Copa's like moved somewhere else. Why do I feel like something is mixing up? Club Exit was something else. Club Deep? Maybe it was Club Deep. Maybe. All right, but I do remember Copas. Yeah. I do definitely Copas was, remember Copas. Copas was lit. But yeah, I remember being very, very... I was good at freestyle rapping. Yeah. I, I had... I And I still have an ability. I still kick a cypher every now and then. Mm-hmm. Um, the next time I do my event at the Neorik and we're actually going to break into a cypher because um, hip-hop poetry, they're, they're, they're blood. Yeah. Um, and so, like, I was... I... I then gravitated back you know i was an mc i was spitting i had my mic name it was synthesis, synthesis. you know with an i with an i i was i was like synthesis Fire. you know uh when i spit this shit i rip your lid then i flipped it, it yeah um but then that would get me in trouble because i had a big Why? ass lip and i would beat because i would beat people in battles and then they wouldn't know what to do like they wouldn't be able to retaliate so oh they would God. i got punched in the head like in the back of the head uh like two or three times as a result of my my like my ethering people so like i had bars that people could not retaliate with words so it's like they had oh, to nah. they had to paul we gotta send you there with an entourage yeah, yeah, I, I, need, I need a helmet oh my God. i need somebody to watch my 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 20 you know i need somebody to watch my back um but no nah, i mean like that Wait, was hold on. so you got punched in the face and what i happened? got punched in the side of my ear but what happened um then, and then, it, what then happened? it turned into my my homies versus his homies and it turned into a whole big brawl it was in it was in uh the it was in brooklyn uh on new year's eve of like 2000 and three i want to say that's uh, not cool it wasn't great it was not great but it's a memory it's a memory you ate um, that shit i ate you. it i ate i ate the punch and i ate that battle i ate it up I, the, no, left crumbs. no crumbs no crumbs left no crumbs um, and then that eventually segued like and tail end of high school i was used to battle rapping and one of my teachers mr kichi never forget my junior year um english teacher at science high in nork before it became science park high uh he was my teacher and he had us put together little collections of poetry. Mm. So I was out there writing my political radical shit um, and like getting activated again into my poetry, not just doing it to be like, yeah, I'll bring the cannon down your block, but this ain't Monopoly. You Ooh. know, I snatch all your houses and now it's my property. Like I used to, I had my bars, but then it became more about like, well, where's the consciousness? And I was writing mm. more about like, that's when, you know, Bush invaded, um, you know, Afghanistan and all that. Um, and so it was, I, I was trying to, you know, be a little bit more woke, as they would say. And That's then, dope, though. yeah, it led me back. And then starting college, I was just like, what the, f- what am I going to do with my life? And I was like, oh, creative writing is a whole ass major. <laughs> Let's do that. 
and then the rest of the path has just kind of unfolded as I went and I never really gave up on it. Um, yeah, so that brings me to where I'm at now. That's dope. Yeah. So creative writing. Yeah. So um, I guess being a professor with creative writing, do you ever get any students that don't come in as writers but come oh, out as writers? Constantly. Like, I'd say like a vast majority. Because we, you know, our creative writing program at Bloomfield College, which is where I teach, mm -hmm. um, it's not like... A, a, a gigantic representation we probably have like 20 25 majors at the college and some minors mm -hmm. so we get a majority of students that move through the general education and they take it as like an elective and aesthetic appreciation whatever mm -hmm. um they come in they're like oh i'm a nursing major oh i'm a psych major oh i'm a like i'm a game design major um and they think like poetry would have nothing to do with what they're doing they're like oh i'm gonna just do it because it's it's easy credit you know yeah, i'm just yeah. going bullshit i'll make up whatever uh, how hard can it be but they come in and they act when they engage with it right Right? And they see that like poetry is literally the art of combining everything. Yeah. Poetry is like acting, singing. It is psychology. Yeah. It is sociology, the study of empathy and the human experience. So whether you're a philosophy, sociology, psych, science, nursing, like whatever tech person, like you can get into a poem scientifically. There's like really there's formulas, there's oh, forms, sure. there's there's ways you can write a poem to like the structure. You got to break down the bar, the meter, yeah. you know, um, and then there's the students who like want to paint outside the line. The artists who are not word artists, but more like visual creative artists. They come in with a whole different perspective oh. and they're just going at it like going out. So what if I do this here? And what if I turn my poem into the actual shape of some headphones around the ears? And then like the they I'll form, you know, the 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 headphones with my words, you know, so That's they just start cool. thinking like 5D chess level shit. Um, so it's actually I would say I get way more students who had never, you know, who are not writers or poets um that come into my classes and then like we convert them <laughs> i'm like i'm like sorry now you part of the cult you one of us um we we done converted you uh but then i've had i've had like a ton of students switch over majors um or take on a minor yeah and to me it's like poetry is a form of advocacy mm -hmm. poetry is is cheap that it's free therapy um <laughs> So to me, I always feel like the people who gravitate towards poetry are the people in need of expression. They need to get some shit off their chest. They need to talk their shit or yeah. in need of healing. Right. And mm -hmm. then that leads to the expression and then okay. the clearing off of the chest. Um, Because to me, poetry has always been my way of processing, mm -hmm. my way of um, coming from wound to scar. Like to to allow the wound to like not just be raw and mm -hmm. fresh and and not to like strike those same nerves. So poetry to me has always been how like I make sense of shit. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, um, my mother died when I was twenty, and oh, wow. so, I'm so like sorry. yeah, yeah. I mean yeah, thank you. And so like that week I was mad numb. I was numb the day that it happened on a Sunday, and then uh, her wake was a Thursday. Her funeral was a Friday. Between Monday and Thursday, I could not cry a single tear. Right. Like I just wasn't I, it wasn't it didn't it didn't feel real. It wasn't mm -hmm. like registering. And so I spent that whole week like I'm going to throw it in a poem. I'm going to throw this feeling in a poem. I'm going to throw this this creative block. I'm going to get it out through my, my verse. Um, and my plan was to read it uh, at her funeral, mm -hmm. uh, which I did. And so like that, you know, in being able to put it down on on paper or in my phone and make sense of it was the way that I was able to properly process my grief and my emotions. And then by the time I was ready, I had already written like 90 percent of the poem. <laughs> then the floodgates opened. And then by the time I was reading the poem, you know, there I was crying in the club like I was just bawling. But like it was it, it was what I needed. I needed that. Yeah. yeah. I needed that purge. I needed I to break. That. Yeah. Um, and that's poetry allows us to break safely. 
you know it allows us to break and then reconstruct ourselves like you said in in support and the people at a po at an open mic it's not like you got pressure there like it's a it's a rap battle where people are gonna be like boo you're choking yeah, like people yeah, if yeah. people forget their their words or people stumble while reading people just be like yo you got this we got you just breathe like people supportive. are literally like you got this shit poet like you will never meet more supportive empaths than when you step in a poetry yeah. space right it's like just hella hella um like i don't want to say trauma bonding but people be be sharing um the deepest shit you could ever think of i can in imagine in an open space and in an open way where it's like like you said non-judgment like yeah. no one's gonna you're not gonna walk off that stage and somebody oh really you did that so you you like oh you cheated back in in, in 12th grade you mean you was out here for mm -hmm. these streets uh no nah, because it's like the collective human experience we could say some real shit some wild shit in the context of a poem and you're safe there you know, like you can go and confess some real shit. They yeah. can't hold you legally responsible. Let's yeah, not have yeah. some young thug shit popping off. Like, yeah. um, but yeah, I always tell my students, like, it's it's a safe space. It's a confessional. It's a confession. You know, these are my confessions. <laughs> just when I thought it's sorry. Um, but yeah, to me, it's always been like refuge, you know, I love um, that. and that's why, like, to me, it's so important. And the two things are inter interwoven, like whether it's I'm very, very, um, I, I am very conscious of mental health advocacy. Yeah. I I facilitate two spaces uh, for men's healing and men's talking spaces. Mm -hmm. Men don't talk often enough about our mental health, our mm -hmm. suicidal ideation, our struggles, our actual human experience. We think we're supposed to just be tough all the time yeah. and man the fuck up. Um, but poetry was always a place that I could be vulnerable safely. Yeah. Uh, and so, like, I think that's incredibly important to to have those spaces, yeah. you know, no matter your identity, no matter the intersections of identity. And and, um, you know, I, I think like that a huge part of my writing is my advocacy for various because like poetry is a way through to talk about anything. Mm -hmm. I've had students talk for the first time in their life about their sexual assault or yeah. being in an abusive relationship. Um, and I myself, I'm a survivor of sexual assault. So the first place I ever told anybody or confronted or talked about it was in my poem, right? Uh -huh. And then that's a way forward for me to like normalize a conversation. Like, oh, I put it in art. Now it's out there in the world. I done said it. I can't take it back. It's written down. It's on wax. No facts. But it's also like, a te it's, it's a testament, you know, to like survival too, because I've seen folks come in my wake of like other male colleagues of mine students friends of mine mm -hmm. to see me speak up and say some real shit that they were afraid of vocalizing because they had experienced themselves yeah and we have all these like shadows that hang over like our shame mm -hmm. or people feeling like oh i experienced this and i'm alone with this i'm alone in in looking at myself and judging myself hard when i look in the mirror i'm alone in you know having these dark thoughts or I'm alone in having had this yeah. this this thing, right, uh, happen to me. And so when you hear somebody, when you see somebody on a stage also vocalizing that, letting that out, it's incredibly healing to, oh, no, to feel seen like that. I definitely, um, I get a lot of that from poetry. Um, yeah. Like just talking about you and like school and all that, it reminds me of like my professor. And I, sh I, touched, a, I touched a little bit of base with this yeah, Lori yeah. Love on my show. Yeah, yeah. I forgot what his name was. It'll was, come to you. It'll come was, to you later. No, I, he was yeah. cool, though. Yeah, he yeah. was cool because I remember I was taking, it was college, and I was taking an accelerated English course. Mm -hmm. It was English 2. And I was taking it in the summer. Mm -hmm. So it was like, I had Concentrated. to learn it fast. Yeah. And it was like one of the hardest class ever. Yeah. It was so strict. And I think it was yeah. honors. Yeah. I was. I still am a smart person. Yeah. But hey. um, 
Big ups to the gifted kids. That part. Yeah. But I did not know what I was getting myself into. This yeah. professor was very strict. Yeah. He made us every day. We had to every week. We had to write five. Uh, I, I forgot what he called them. It wasn't opinions, but kind of like your like own posts. synopsis yeah. of what you have to read five poems from the book he gave Sheesh. us. And you have to pick five different poems or short stories, yeah. analysis, yeah. and you have to give your own analysis of what happens. And every week we had to pick five mm -hmm. different stories or poems, yeah. but and I only had them for five weeks. Mm -hmm. So that's a lot of yeah, writing, and doing, each one has to have yep, its own writing. Did a rapid fire. And then he gave us two papers. The first paper was five pages, mm -hmm. and then the second paper had to be more than ten pages. <sighs> and I remember you could do a compare contrast mm -hmm. or whatever, yeah. but this was a four-week class. Yeah. And that's so, all the work. That, yeah. And I had to you show up. You literally took like a normal class and like oh just my put God. that shit in the fucking pressure cooker. I was, and was so like, stressed out. I got yeah. an A in that course. A but he taught me how to write. A. He taught, I forgot his name, but he taught me how to write. And like he made us, that was the first class that I could say that made me sit there and yeah. read poetry. And I ain't gonna yeah. lie, Paul, Paul, like the first time I yeah, read it, yeah, I was yeah. like, damn, like I'm Yo, bored. This is hard. I can't crack this shit yet. And or, then like, yeah. I remember the third day he started bringing it, some spicy shit in there. And then, I was like, about to it say, was cool. Is it he giving cool. you old dead white no, guys no, 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 or is he no, giving no. you like serving you like Maya like Angelou? Was, and I feel like, like he, no, we did Maya Angelou. Yeah, yeah. But, um, it's just like, I felt like the first, second day was the basics. Like, yeah. he had to give us the basics and yeah, all the that. foundation. But I learned a lot about how people write. Like, mm -hmm. one of my favorite um, writers was Robert Frost. I yeah. like Robert Frost because he's short yeah. and sweet, but he gets to yeah. a crazy Stopping point through with woods on poems. a snowy evening. Yo, the, facts. Like, two paths diverged that, in a wood. And I forgot and da -da 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 -da. what poem was it. It was called Barbie Doll. Yeah. Um, it wasn't Maya Angelou. Mm -hmm. uh, Kind of oh, was that about like um uh, like seeing seeing the Barbie and kind of like looking up to it as a beauty standard? Yeah, yeah. It, um, it's called Barbie doll. I think it's called um. It's, she starts with an L. I think she committed suicide. Um, well, a lot of poets did. Um, not Sylvia Plath. Right? No, wait. I was thinking about Sylvia Plath, but I don't think yeah. she wrote that Barbie yeah. doll. We're gonna look it up. Barbie doll poem. Yeah. Um, Consult the gods of Google. That part. I, always, I am definitely a yo, Googler. In my class, I Marge always tell my students Piercy. there is no... Oh, Marge, Marge Piercy. Piercy. Gotcha. That was... And I suggest anybody, especially anybody that is a woman watching my show mm -hmm. or that goes by that pronoun, mm -hmm. she, her, or they, or anybody Any that promotes... identity. Not promotes, but that supports feminism. Oh, I yeah, feel like big reading that poem... hardcore. Reading that poem was definitely a good eye opener because mm -hmm. it really breaks down Barbie and like plastic surgery yeah. and how women look at themselves yeah. and how the world looks yeah. at them. And I was like that. I remember that was the poem I read. I was like, all right, this yeah. is dope. Mm -hmm. I like this. And mm -hmm. then because you of saw that, yourself, you saw your experience and your struggle. Like, well, yeah, because I, I played with mad Barbies. Mm -hmm. I was like, you know, and the Eurocentrized beauty standard, the impossible part. ratio. Like she got like her waist is like 22. Then yeah, her hips is like 38. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And it's like, how? How? Like, and she was wild. So yeah. it was just like, I always remember that poem. And then, like, a couple other things. He, he's the professor that taught yeah. me about the real fairy tales. Mm -hmm. like, oh, the like dark, how, yo, Okay, yo, so they, one thing I learned, red, Little Red Riding Hood uh -huh. is actually about puberty. Mm -hmm. I don't know if y'all know that, mm -hmm. but look it up. I the think it's red, called Grim Tales. Yeah, Grim's, Grim's, Grim's Tales. Grim's Tales. The Grim, the Brothers Grim. Grim something. Brothers Grim. And I never knew that. Yeah. So much, Yo, and it was the fairy all in that tales class. are dark, yeah. And like all the, the fairy little tales. red riding hood because menstruation, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, and yeah. then the big bad wolf is like the people that might prey upon mm -hmm. you as you come of age. 
as as a as a woman um and then like the little mermaid it's also yeah. about like in in the actual book like they show uh the her her getting her uh legs is like a hymen yep. rupturing right so that's mm -hmm. like symbolic of that like she and she she mortgages her voice yep. for legs so it's like all it's a lot of symbolism oh yeah right um and and reading into that even uh what's the other one cinderella, uh, cinderella at the, it's oh, mad yeah. dark at the end they like peck out the evil stepsister's eyes like they don't do that it's the not other, as nice yeah. as we think no, it it's is. hard Disney it's hardcore definitely took all the stories and yeah. definitely i feel like made it more so that Palatable. kids wouldn't get scared yeah. but they watered it down oh yeah know? but once you like learn yeah. like the background yeah, of it yeah. oh shit yeah. like the whole thing i was just blown away You're and like, i remember bruh. i will always remember that professor i got yeah. an a minus a. That, that, that the class difficulty was level you were on oh, expert yeah. mode oh shit I was but just still, like oh my god like this is that wild a, that A minus means more right oh, that yeah. A minus will slap harder than if you oh, got like oh sure. well this was a cake class I barely did anything you, you really nah, feel like I had to work for that yeah. A that professor was hard yeah. that professor was hard so shout out to him A shout out to you I always remember you but let's continue this interview love so we talked a little bit about how we got our name yeah yeah um, how we got into poetry yeah. through hip hop and yep. just kind of absorbing that environment and then slowly getting into creative writing and being a professor and yeah. how you are today. Yeah. So I guess talk to me about your first open mic. Ooh. How did you feel? Because I feel like that has to be a feeling. The first one I ever spit at or the first one I ever hosted? First one you ever spit at. Spit at. Okay, so I got to go back in the archives yeah. a little bit. And like, think. who were you with? Oh, Which that one was, did okay. you go to? There, it, it was an open mic at a Starbucks in downtown Newark. Starbucks! It was at a Starbucks. Shout out to Starbucks. Starbucks. Taking all my fucking money. Yeah, yo. Stay in there. Every day. Real. The frap struggle is real. Mm. Um... But yeah, so the the Starbucks that's that downtown Newark. So some Rutgers Newark uh, like graduate students, I want to say. Shout out to Newark. Yeah, shout Big out to Newark. Y'all need to bring stuff like this more. Yeah. You know, cause I feel like Starbucks got commercials. So to hear it's like, okay, y'all wanted to be an actual coffee yeah. house. No, we 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 decolonized that Starbucks. <laughs> we dead. did. We was in the back being loud as hell, being Oosh. being ethnic as hell. Um, All right, so yeah. let's go back. Yeah. We're at Starbucks. So I was there mic. at Starbucks. One of my sister's friends was like, oh, they got an open mic. We should go. You should bring some of your stuff. Because I had performed in my college at like, oh, there's going to be a reading and we want you to read at it. And I read in front of a podium and I have my, you know, I got everything there and it's real introduction and all that. It's not the same vibe. You go to an open mic and it's like, oh, you got to sign up. You got to tell them what, what your name is. You got to come. You got to curate exactly what piece you gonna spit yeah, yeah, and yeah. then you go up and you are at the mercy of you know the audience and what the audience is gonna give you and how they're gonna love on you and receive it so like you want them finger snaps from the crowd you want people going fucking ape shit by the time you step off stage you want that love um and so i went there and i remember i had this poem that was about like finger about like fingertips and love and about mm. like loving your hands and all the things that hands do for you it was like a useful tip for you fingertips always pierce gloves you can never feel warmth if you never brush love brushing up and then and like it's all this other shit. I was in my lover boy shit. I was in my lover boy era. Um, and so like it's it's all about like I, I went there and I was so nervous because I was like, yo, I'm just a little baby undergrad, and these are like graduate creative writing students. They're getting their MFAs. And I didn't even know what the fuck that was at the time. A master of fine arts, which I now hold. Um, I just found out with that memory yeah, now because yeah, I was like, yeah, me too. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yo, what MFA is that? means I'm a motherfucking yo, artist. Pull a gold badge yeah. out, like yo, what is this? I, my pokey badge. Yeah. Um, my MFA is a master of fine arts. It's a terminal degree for creative Ooh. writers, which means I could get a you know a tenure 
job as a professor. I don't, I'm not a doctor, but I'm I'm a master of fine arts. Nice. Um, and to me, like those students were the goals. They were goals at that time because like I wanted to be doing it in Newark like that. And you know, I lived down the down the way in Ironbound, so I fucking walked all the way. At that time, I don't even think I had a car. I think I sold my car the year before, so I was on the struggle bus. I was taking the footmobile, <laughs> um, but I went with like some of my friends, my sister, my sister's friends, and mm-hmm. I went and I was nervous. I remember I was like shaking reading off my phone but at the on the other side of that of that anxiety was love like i was Mm -hmm. met with applause and embrace and people walking up to be like yo yo that was dope and like you know the the social gathering that comes with being at an open mic it's it's communion you know like you break in you breaking bread at the starbies you have it you know you having a croissant or some muffins with somebody or you you know when you're at the bars that i host at you're you're cheersing you know i always have a fucking drink on and in, in hand on stage like yeah, always yeah, yeah. i need it i need it mm-hmm. um, liquid courage yeah liquid courage but for me it's just it, it it lubricates the vibe it makes me feel my relaxed self it okay puts, poet lubricates the, the vibe yeah, it lubricates i saw the vibe. what you did there yeah. <laughs> um but it also like i i still get nervous every time that i perform or yeah. hope like or host because yeah. it's good nerves it lets you know that you're doing something worthwhile you Facts. know, it's it's taking a calculated risk. And so that was my calculated risk, like jumping on that stage. I was still mad scared. I was like, what if I ain't shit? What if I f- fall? What if I stumble? Uh, and that's the same anxiety my students have all the time. So before I come up to our final reading, which is an open mic, I have them all sign their name and then curate that in the list they sign up. Um, I always tell them, I'm like, you could literally fall here and you'll be safe. We'll catch you. You'll crowd surf. You'll be fine. We got you. And I'll literally fall to the floor in my classroom to exhibit to them. I'm like, I ain't break a bone. I'm good. Look. And they're like, get the kid up off the floor, professor. Like, what are you doing, baby? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, That's funny. Yeah. But, um, so that open mic gave me the, the courage and then the impetus Then at my college, um, that I graduated from Bloomfield College, the same place I teach at. Uh, I started an org there called Live Poets Society (LPS), mm. um, and so like we took the you know the Robin Williams movie Dead Poets Society. We took that, we flipped it on itself. We're like, oh, we we live, we real live poets. Live poets so we go, yeah, um, and that's still an org today at my college that I'm the advisor of. So hey. we started that, and that's when I started hosting um, open mics and nice. slams and other poetry events. Uh, and then we just grew from there. We had a radio show that was kind of like a podcast, kind of just like us chopping it up. What was it called? Uh, I don't even fucking remember. It was called like LPS Poetry, LPS, LPS. Poetry Hour, okay. right? Um, and so we would like bring whoever wanted to come that week uh, mm-hmm. and we would just have poems read. We would talk about the, the process of making the poem. Yeah, then we'd yeah. read the poem and then we kind of do what you did with the with the, with the write-up we'd analyze mm. so the the person who interviewed us which that was my homie nick Peleologos, um he's still he's one of the new Rican poets with me these days we started from started from the bloomfield now we here um but he was he was our host in the in the control booth he was our you know our our master of of dj vj whatever the fuck you want to call it mm-hmm. um and so he would guide the process of like, oh, so like, tell us what what was that line there? What was that couplet? Right. Because like instead of a bar in poetry, it's like a couplet. What was that stanza about? <laughs> um, and so like we would walk people through the process of like letting them behind our poem. Right. Mm-hmm. Or behind our creative process. And so that's what really fascinated me in poetry is not just like, oh, do I get on a stage and do I slay? Do I eat? But it's also like, how do you make it stronger? How do you make that recipe slap harder? So the next time you prepare it and bring it to people, they like they really 
really feel nourished, right? Yeah. So like I took a class in college that was a literary magazine class where we put together um, a book of all students' work from from the community, from the college campus. And then they submit and we review. And at the end of the spring semester, we publish it. We publish oh, nice. it. We have a performance. We have a book launch. And every contributor gets free books and people sign books. And you're forever. You're published. Love you know. That. Um, and for me, that was my first like big publishing that wasn't the sixth grade shit. Um, and so being part of that also tremendously grew me in my courage of being like, yo, I could do this for a living, I think. Okay. And and I think I could be like a guide, a facilitator through the creative process. Mm-hmm. And then that love for for doing that, that exact class that was taught by one of my mentors, Paul Ganega. Um love that man he's, he's like a little fucking yoda of poetry um he's not that little um but that that brought me to the confidence that i had that i could be an educator a higher yeah. educator okay. you know um and so now like i teach that same class myself i love that and i just just a week a week and two days ago we launched our 2023 bc underground was is the name of our magazine if you want to follow us on the gram Ooh. at bc underscore underground underscore um but we publish our student alumni staff faculty work and we've had a legacy of doing that i've been doing that for six seven years now that's amazing um, as a publisher and i've yeah I published several other magazines too um we did one during the pandemic called quarantine we did two um around social justice mm-hmm. uh initiatives mm-hmm. that started the summer of 2020 after mm-hmm. george floyd brianna taylor countless other names amani kildia so many names yeah. um that don't get spoken about often enough um called i can't breathe and now we had i can't breathe volume two back in december and we sell it on amazon so if you want to support the cause is i can't breathe or i can't breathe volume two on amazon by underground publishing um and we had people not even connected to the college publishing stuff from around the world we had people in japan getting stuff published people um literally uh, japan australia like all over the world sending in their work and getting published and then we did launches um like broadcast live through zoom you know brought us all together and that was like i brought a lot of my new eurekan poets cafe fam into that the executive director of the cafe la bruja (laughs) she she got some shit published in that um as well and like you know once again advocacy yeah it really matters to me um activism tying in to poetry too like don't just talk about it be about it put your money where your your bars are that you know um and so like us being able to do that that is deeply meaningful to me you know like poetry don't it ain't it ain't just for nothing it ain't just out here for free like we do it at open mics um but at the same time if we can get money people willing to pay for it and then we can donate that to to necessary causes like we donated money in relief of uh the hurricanes in puerto rico this past fall after um irene and we donated money to um black lives matter new jersey chapter and we donated money to um what's it called uh like rain sexual assault survivors um and we've done just countless causes um yeah the nj ACLU, uh, the Civil Liberties Union, uh, to protect um, LGBTQ rights, right? So, like, our students literally took the social justice narrative and ran with it. They did everything, everything you could think of, whether it's, like, you know, um, women, feminism, Mm -hmm. women's rights after all the Roe v. Wade bullshit. But, yeah, I mean, like, doing that, it it means a lot to me to to be able to do it on the other side. Like, to, to have somebody 
come and support you and when you sign up at an open mic to be like yo you're here we welcome you we're holding you and now on the other side i get to be the person behind the mic to be like yo i'm gonna hype you up i'm gonna be your hype man and i'll be on the other side of this performance to hug you and hold you if you literally need it you know i've had people step off stages and have to cry on my shoulder you know so yeah but like a safe place and that's a good thing because it's like you want to be able to allow people to feel comfortable you know i guess to get more because i'm hearing a lot of like positive things and i want to hear positive things has there ever been an open mic where it hasn't been positive oh yeah shit goes Can left we, all the time at so open, if yeah. we could keep things yeah. a little bit like maybe a story you would you would like to share with us yeah, sure, short and sweet yeah, just yeah. because i noticed i was like we only got 20 minutes oh left no i got you show. i got you yeah so um so i was like just so it could be like a balance because so, like yeah. i'm sure stuff happens yeah no you know? i was i was at an open mic and somebody got on stage you got and punched and on the face no 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 no, no, no <laughs> that's only the battles that's, yeah, all, that's no. the battle I have, I have not been harmed as a host yet um but somebody took the the platform and i'm i'm not gonna name names uh but there was Somebody started telling 9-11 jokes and Holocaust jokes. And I was like, oh, no, this is not the place. Like, I get it's like complete uh, no censorship. Right. Like freedom of speech. I'm a big proponent of freedom of speech. But like homie started telling like like real bad 9-11. He was he asked like, oh, is anybody here uh, uh, know a survivor of 9-11 or know a victim of 9-11? And then didn't even wait. It was like, good. And went into it. And like in the back of my mind, I'm like, my uncle. Yo, mute his mic. Yeah. I've been like, yo, if I was yeah. controlling, I'm yeah. like, yo, mute it. Yeah. Disconnect it. Yeah. <laughs> like if yeah. Forrest Gump with the guy to start yeah. pulling all the wires, that's what I would be doing. I'm like, yo. Yeah. So <laughs> I was just sitting there with the shock away. Pikachu face. Like, yo, facts. That, that got me with the shock Pikachu face. I'm like, yo, listen. You could express yourself, but yeah. you also want to make sure that you're making people feel comfortable. Do That's no wild. harm. Do no harm. And all, I have another quick story. Um, I from, mean, um, what's it? Star and Buckwild got canceled for that. Yeah, yeah. I and mean, they because, made fun of nine yeah, eleven. They got yeah, canceled for yeah. that. I mean, That's comedy wild. is comedy. You know, like com- comedy is comedy, but it's also like you got to be careful with your platform mm. that you're not actively trying to harm or use other people's legitimate suffering. Yeah, right. Um, for for entertainment, for, just for entertainment's sake. Don't like, use there's, that as a there's pedestal no higher purpose for your fucked up shit. Yeah, like um, nah. Somebody in a, in another poetry community um, also wrote a poem that was equating um, his divorce to being raped. And he said that divorce is worse than rape. And I was like, bro, that the math's not mathing. The correlation don't core is don't it not. Um, uh, mm, uh. So yeah, somebody who both had been divorced and had been, had experiences of survivorship. I was like, bro, listen, you can, you, you say what you want, but you should also know your words are doing active harm. Like why? Just why? Just do you, why? Do you, Backstreet Boys, tell me why. So I guess because of this, do you, go through the poems first before they're being read out or you no. still let them no in open mic is you sign your name and we don't know oh, what, what, what you're gonna give us we don't vet you know um if i was publishing something yes we pour through we yeah. we vote we vet it we literally edit every single piece but if it's on a stage if people sign up it's not like we're like yeah send us a whole send us the script beforehand no like you just you sign your name we call your name <laughs> i have no idea what's gonna happen in oh those three God. to five minutes i have no clue it's taking me by surprise as much as it is every Ugh. other person there and as a host like it can be scary i always got to be on guard even though my i'm trying stomach to stomach would fall to uh, my asshole i mean like yo what the yeah, fuck just happened yeah. you are not al- you're not allowed to talk anymore yep, yep. and I, I be real careful about being like supporting like i don't be co-signing just anything you know yo, if facts. people be on some star and buck wild shit i'd be like uh, mm, i'd be like we do not condone this message yo, i do not facts. support this message this is not brought to you by paul Conque, so <laughs> and britain poetry in the bricks um but yeah, I mean, wild shit does happen. You really can't predict what's gonna happen at, gonna at any. Who's gonna say what? Yeah. 
That's interesting. Yeah. I mean, I guess when that does happen, what do you do to keep harmony in the place? Before I mean, they burn it. Pure, <laughs> I mean, I mean, coming with the stage, yeah. yo, like no. People, people would have came after my man with pitchforks, but the night was already winding down at that point. Luckily, it was like quieter vibes, um, so people were not ready to harm him. But even like the other people that came with him were like, bro, what, what, what What's was wrong going, with what you? was going through your? Why did you think that was gonna be okay? Yo, where's um, the, where's the, um, who play you? stupid games? Yeah. Play stupid st games, win stupid prizes. You play stupid games, you get stupid prizes. Freaking yep. crazy ass. Um, but like afterwards, humor. Humor is is the great equalizer. So like I'm I'm just a big awkward. Ter I steer into the awkwardness, or mm -hmm. you know I'll, I'll barrel roll off that shit. So to me, it's always just like I'm a dance my way through it. I'm a joke my way through it. I'm gonna make fun of myself through it if I have to. Um, because to me, like part of being a host is you have to be able to roll with the punches. Yo, facts. You know, and and just like freestyling, it's a lot of improvising. Everything I do as a host, nothing is scripted. The names of people I'm a thank is scripted, and I might have one like call and response. So like mine is like when I say brick, y'all say city, brick, city, brick, city, brick, city. All right, you fucking with me. Um, <laughs> so that's like my only things. I know I'm gonna come in and have this one rundown, but literally everything else is just like freestyle it as you go, just like yeah, yeah, fucking yeah. jazz that shit. Um, so when things go left, I also have to jazz. Gotta adapt and evolve. Adapt <sighs> so, so and evolve. Hard. When's, when's your birthday? Uh, I'm a Sag. I eleven twenty two. The first day of Sagittarius oh, so season. I'm a Sag a and a Scorpio. I'm a, yeah, I'm a cusp baby. Oosh. I thought I grew up my whole life thinking I was a Scorpio, because according to the stars, my mom told me, "Oh, you're a Scorpio. You know, you <laughs> but you're on the cusp." And I'm, I didn't know what the fuck that meant. I'm yeah, nine yeah, years yeah, old. Yeah. I don't know what a cusp is. Um, but then growing up, I read, I went into Barnes and Nobles on dates, and I'd be like, "Wait, I am not somebody. I've been lied to my whole life." It makes sense yeah, now. Yeah. It, I, well, that yeah, I was like, the fire breathing makes sense, but also I don't think I was truly a fire breather until. Until I was like 17, 18, came into my confidence. I was a chubby kid. I was an awkward introvert. Aww. And then I found my voice on stages and in spaces through my work. I came into myself, right? Mm. And now, like, nobody could shut me up. Um, <laughs> I don't stop. Um, however, I think I kind of, like, grew. I evolved into a fire type, you know? Yeah. Like, I didn't even really start out as a Charmander. But now I'm a motherfucking Charizard. Yes. Charizard! I'm a Charizard. <sighs> Uh, I'm spitting flamethrowers, but I yeah. I think Squirtle is the coolest. Squirtle is so dope. That was my first car's name, was Squirtle. Really? She was a boxy 1990 Yo, Honda Civic. Squirtle, Squirtle was fucking gangsta. Yeah, Squirtle was gangsta. And gangsta. I can't have Bulbasaur because I'll probably try to smoke him. Oh, <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, yeah. He, he'll give you part of his, Yo, his leaf. Yo, be like, he'll Yo, give you, you got some special plants? Do something. <sighs> like, I'm like, what? But it's also a whole person. You just outed yourself. You a Squirtle. So you're a Squirtle. Like, it's a personality test. Like, which yeah, starter would you real. choose? And I would choose Charmander. And I guess it makes sense now because I am I didn't know. I was a fire type all the while. I right? mean, I'm not a water sign. Nah, but I'm you got... I'm an earth sign. You got... But there is no... But my rising sign is Leo. Yeah. And I think that's... So what I heard is like your sun sign mm -hmm. is you yes your, your moon. moon sign is like your inside mm -hmm. of what people don't really yeah. see as your much deeper self yes yeah so i'm a sun capricorn yeah. um my moon signs a pisces mm -hmm. so i feel like that's where i get like all weenie yeah. and, and emotional yeah, and yeah. sad emo sometimes. sad girl but that's where i get my music from hey. you know because um music I, is emotion it is emotion yeah. it's, it's writing it's it's yeah. music i'm a big like i empath. love all types yeah. of music i'm a big empath, empath. i feel like big i big empath lead with empathy all yep. the time because you don't know what people are going should. through so yeah. i always like to get curious and yeah. never assume but then my rising sign is leo it's just like yo Oof. 
Rock. Confident, big dick energy. Let's yeah. go. Got so the, it's like, I got I got a lion tattoo. Not even a Leo. Not anywhere in my yeah. chart. I just believe in the big dick energy. Yeah. It's, we got to lead with that. We you do. have to. But Sagittarius Who? people are cool. My best friend, yeah. my best friend Amanda's Amanda is a Sagittarius. Amanda, shout out to Amanda. Shout out to Amanda. Hey. Yo, our check-in is popping right now. Sag I'm so gang. sorry for neglecting Yo. you guys. Also, the ism. The ism is also a Sagittarius. Is That's a Sagittarius. one of my Sag brothers and Don Krypton, two other he members is. of Evolute Culture. So, shouts out to the Sag gang in the building. I love Sagittarius. <sighs> I feel like for me, Sagittarius. Well, some people, I, some people call us Sagittarists. Sagittarius. They they think like Sagittarius because we are so outspoken and won't bite our tongue that we nah, could like hurt I people. Like but that I don't shit. feel like that. I, don't feel I like, like that, that shit. Yeah. To me, it's like. Don't get me wrong. I do feel like sometimes like it could be a little too blunt, but yeah. I'd rather it be blunt yeah. and then have you talk. I'll be like, listen, what you just said was yeah. like out of pocket. Yeah. But, but I'd know, rather you say that to my face than yeah, say, say some water, like some muted shit. I can talk then, to a Saj yeah. and they'll be able to take accountability for what oh, they yes. said. You get yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, and yeah. I feel like that's the part what of I say, communication. I say I own it. If I'm a shoe from the hip, I'm going to own that clip. I'm going to own it. Yo, for real. Yeah. And that's something that I feel like I love about Sagittarius. Yeah. It's just like, yeah, they're blunt. Yeah. But just because they're blunt doesn't mean you have to take everything they say Absolutely. so literal. Yeah. And if you do feel some type oh, of yeah. way, talk about it. Yeah. I'm, I'm also big like ridiculous humor vibes like if i say some shit don't quote me literally i say some nah. wild shit that could get me in trouble all the time at work i'd be yeah. saying the wild shit i think i've caught my best friend like yo and i'd be like too soon amanda yeah, too yeah. soon don't be the 9-11 person amanda <laughs> and i think she knows what i'm talking about she's still watching oh, no. yeah 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 she's but it's here. okay i mean like i think i think a lot of humor's got to be a little bit a oh, little bit a fucked up and and edgy. we're bit. not too edgy. we gotta tiptoe the balance the balance the balance so me and my best friend amanda found out so what year were you born oof 87 87 mm -hmm. oh my god you're i'm younger than you okay that's cool. <laughs> not that bad though that... i was born 1990 oh, okay. so we're not that far yeah, apart no, no. We same but generation. we're millennials yeah we are so you know there's a i'm gonna keep talking about no, this yeah the, the, because it's it like? so true so there's a word for us uh -huh. we're, like we're the called chuggies mm -hmm. no there's an actual word okay it's they, they're making fun of us break it down so, chuggy, because I feel like as millennials, we yeah. all went through a period of kind of like, I don't know, just like cheesiness, I yes. guess. Like Con the queso. whole mustache, yeah, you know, yeah. we had the whole, I mustache I'm mustache you question, but I'll shave it for later. The, yeah, so we had that. What, what else <laughs> did we have? All the same dad jokes. We the, had the Yo Mama book, book joke that, that we got part. at the Scholastic Book Fair. And then like, like we went through fashion where everything yeah. was like super oh my intergalactic God, the with UFO stars. Pants, that. The UFO well, pants. Well, that was more 90s. Well, that's true. But early 2000s, you know, like yes. you just, Spice Girls, you got your Spice Girl Oh, for sure. Yeah. But that's not Chuggy though. Chuggy, so the style of Chuggy yeah. is like... The whole skinny, so you know how nobody wants to wear skinny jeans now? Yeah. Oh, I wear them. Oh, I wear them I too. I give zero fucks. Me and Amanda had a whole conversation. Yeah. Like, I'm not throwing away my skinny I, yo, jeans. Yo, I, I have incredible but calves. Let me of tell you I'm something. Wear skinny jeans. To Gen Z people, yeah. that is chuggy. Okay. Like, okay, so chuggy is like, you know how we had that quote, live, laugh, love? Oh, no. So yeah. it's live, laugh, chuggy. Oh, so that's chuggy. Oh, so they just chuggy making us the butt. is just the corniness. Yeah. It's basically okay. another word for corny. Okay. Yeah. So, they, just, but they wish they could be us. Though. That part. They, they, they're the ones like, I'm gonna wear my Aaliyah shirt, and I'm gonna, you know. Yo, that's true. You fucking. They want to be us so bad. Yeah, they want to be funny? ninety babies so I'm bad. Like, yo, that's part they're two. Like, I watch Keenan and and I Kel. challenge people. I always say, oh, like if I see people coming, I had yeah. a, in my job, I had a chick. Um, she showed up with like a queen shirt, and yeah. I'm like, I love Freddie Mercury. Uh -huh. She had no idea who I was talking about. I was like, They wear wow. a Nirvana shirt, don't know Kurt Cobain. They Kurt don't Cobain know. will be rolling in his know. grave for I that. Know. Literally rolling I in know. his grave. Uh -uh. But I guess, like, 
that's that's chuggy. So yeah. so uh, oh, I hate I, that. so our new thing is um don't be chuggy. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie. I've been using it sometimes. I've been like, yo, don't I be chuggy. I'll drag myself. It's fine. But that's my yeah. whole thing. Yeah. You guys talk so much shit. For real. About us, but you're wearing kind of what you said, '90s yeah. shit. If They're you, bringing back the '90s style, OD. the '90s music. Od, right? Like, they, see, like we grew up in that. We could yeah, do that. We could like do we could do we that. Have, we have ownership, but you guys don't even no, know what no you're clue. talking about. Yeah, and my students are heavy on. They they really love the late '90s, early 2000s. But they be messing up the eras. I'm like, yeah, give me some '90s R&B, and they'll be like, yeah, why don't you do some? They'll, they'll just tell me, do some T Pain. I'm like, that is not not. What is, oh my god! What are you doing, baby? No, please, no, no. Um, but it's okay. It's okay. It's on a playlist that says 90s, so maybe they conflate it. You know, it's okay. It's Yo, okay. Baz, shout out to Baz Z2. I'm hey. so sorry for everybody I ignored. It's just this is popping up. He's like, yeah. you a chuggy. He's talking to me. Mm. You a chuggy, bitch. Chuggy mm. ass. Mm. Fuck out of here. Mm. Yes, I love. I, I I do apologize. No, that's good though. I feel like our our watchers are entertained. Yes, you know. But I gotta yes. ask a question. Yeah, of course. Because I do ask my guests this question every time. I gotta ask you two questions yeah, before off. the show ends. Yeah. One is why well, I just brain fart right now. Nah, 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 nah. This is live. You got this. You got this. Okay, what's your favorite sandwich? Oh, fuck. Yeah. Oh, no. Why are you doing this to me? Shout out to Vegan Wine. He's not in the check-in, but I always think about it. What is Paul Conquesso's favorite sandwich? It's got to be a spicy chicken sandwich with cheese. Um, it don't got to be Wendy's, but Wendy's started the addiction. I'm literally really? addicted to spicy fried chicken sandwich. Mm. Fried chicken sandwiches, period. Fried chicken and cheese are my two food groups. Nice. Um, so yeah, if you throw some good like crispy fried chicken on a bun, you throw some whatever else. I don't give a fuck if yeah. there's cheese on there too. I'm keep it a buck. I'm good. It could be a poppy store fried chicken. Say I don't care. I don't care if it comes from the poppy store, just not Subway. Mm. Um, yeah, Subway bread is weird. Smell like feet. Tastes like sponge. Uh. Not fucking with it. No. However, um, yeah, it could be a poppy store. It could be an Italian. It could be a chicken parm. I don't care. If there's fried chicken, there's cheese, it's for me. And I'm so glad it's becoming a so trend. you're a cutlet person. I am a, I mean, I'm chicken a fried cutlet? chicken person. Fried, fried chicken. chicken. It does. The Popeyes, I fucks with the, fri- the what Popeyes. What makes the difference you know? of a chicken cutlet See, and fried a cutlet, chicken, though? a cutlet is more like Italian, I feel. Like a cutlet, like a I'm expecting like oregano in the breadcrumbs. Okay, and like okay, it's okay, thin. Okay, okay. You want um, buttermilk. I want buttermilk. Okay, I want, okay. I need, I need pepper. I need spice. I need my arteries to clock. Okay, I get it. I I need to taste the grease through the bread. There's an episode of The Fresh Prince where, like, he brings Will, uh, his friend, his homie from Philly, brings him, like, a bag of the Philly cheesesteaks. Because earlier that day, somebody brought him one. He's like, This is not a Philly cheesesteak. I can still, I can still see, uh, I can't see through the The bag. And then he gets it, and the grease spots are in the bag. Like, you know, it's a good poppy store sandwich or a good, like, like, corner store cheesesteak if you could literally see through the wrapper. Mm -hmm. Like, the, 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 that white um fucking sell it whatever rapper you call it. I don't it's know. It's called like um paper. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. I know what you're talking about. Whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever that is. Alright, so Somebody I so we your favorite it. sandwich is any spicy, spicy chicken, fried, fried chicken, chicken with cheese sandwich. Yes, it needs both. It needs both. It needs both. Okay, okay, I like that. I like that. I never had anyone say that. I've had people say turkey and cheese. Nah, chill. Um, roast beef or all BLT, that. whatever yeah all that the poppy store sandwiches they just hit different they um, do yeah they but do. to me like i i don't care i will go my my electric chair meal will include a fried chicken I'm with dead. cheese sandwich okay, and some okay. cheese fries i told you con queso it's cheese very cheesy fries. very cheesy it's cheesy it's very cheesy 
All right, so I have another question, and yeah, I keep yeah. forgetting to fucking bring the coaster in here. I'm so sorry, Nadine. I love you. I'm going to go to your wedding next Sunday. Hey. I already hey. got the dress today. I bought that dress today. It's just fire. Congrats but, um, in advance. Thank you. Yo, that dress was hard to find, Yeah, but I found it. But anyways, my next question to you is um, you're going to pretend that I am going to give you a unlimited, this is like a Black oh. American Express unlimited card. Like, oh, no, Paul, I know what you this will is, never. I heard it in your other interviews. Yeah, and like I'm not ready will... for it. Well, you oh, got to no. be ready for okay. it. All so, right. you got 24 hours to use this card. Mm. You will never have to owe money back again mm. for that 24 hours. Mm. So, you got to make sure strategically what mm. are we doing? What are we doing? Okay. I'm taking that card. I'm doing a drive through of all of Newark and I'm paying off everybody's rent. I'm paying off everything that I can as far as clearing debt, college debt. Like, I'm going to just go to wherever the college debt folks are, and I'm going to just clear. I'm going to clear up my own because mm-hmm. I got like 110K of that. Um, it hurts. It hurts so deep in my soul. Mm-hmm. However, I'm clearing the books, and I'm giving all the people from my community who've been so long disadvantaged. Because I can't do it for the whole world. I only got a day. So I'll start with my peoples. I will start um, in, in the foundation of where I come from, and I will try and level the playing field, you know, buy folks things that they need need pay their rent take care of shit do what i need to do in order to make sure that there's no lack right um yeah and then i mean i'm gonna take care i'm gonna gonna throw some stacks at the family too but you know that's really it like to me it's like booking flights yeah cool i could do that on my own and like trying to explore and do other things in the world but being a big empath being somebody who's big into active you know like i want to try to give people every advantage that those who are privileged have right I like I, I think like that's true equality yeah, yeah, um, yeah. and that is like how we truly take it from like i'm, I'm a child of poverty i come from an, an incredible amount of of porn like I, I i love food so much because i grew up with food insecurity you know and yeah. and um you know dealt with eating disorders and stuff like that so like it, it matters to me when i see students who go hungry and go without i make sure i'm like yo do you need me to buy you something like literally at my job this morning a student they stopped our cafeteria closed for the summer at the college and i was like do you need something if you don't have breakfast let me know i will grubhub this shit for you right now uh-huh. um because to see people go without like it's it's what kills me yeah. you know so i think like a great equalizer is to say like I, I got this unlimited card let me take care of y'all let me take care of us at least you know clear clear the debts you know and then start people at an even level playing field because i know for me the deck has the deck has always been stacked against um folks of marginalized communities like we come in with redlining with living in in you know hoods where we always got to replace one thing or another Mm -hmm. you know and we always got to rob peter to pay paul um thus my Mm -hmm. mom would always say that and she would live by it because she was always maxing out a credit card sometimes in my name um in order to just pay bills and get by and then trying to scramble in the aftermath being in survival mode and you can't make good decisions while being in survival mode and that's why crime and inequity um and all these things that exist happen it's not because people in poverty are are violent no. or, or inherently like I'm, I'm a big aladdin proponent like yeah i'm gonna steal when i need to i stole a lot yeah. as a teenager but i stole to feed myself but i also I feel like it's myself. like your your environment like one thing i'm always advocate for yeah and um i'm sorry for cutting you off no, you could i just felt like if i didn't say it, i'm gonna forget yeah. so one thing that i do like don't like is because i grew up in patterson yeah, you know yeah. that Yo, was that's a sister city with north that part similar struggles and you know growing up as a minority being mm-hmm. a latina mm-hmm. my parents being immigrants mm-hmm. and my whole family being immigrants mm-hmm. um it was um definitely i wouldn't say 
poverty, but mm-hmm. definitely, struggle. yeah, we struggle. struggle. We definitely struggle. Yeah. Like I remember my room being the size of my bathroom mm-hmm. right now. Like it was small, mm-hmm. like very, very small. Sleeping on key. Your bedroom is yes. the couch. <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah. It, well, I never had that type of situation, yeah. but I just remember one yeah. time my friend came to my house and she was like, why is your house so small? And I yeah. never realized how yeah. small my house yeah. was. There's no perspective, you know. But going back to what I wanted to say is yeah. just that I feel like the issue is the fact that a lot of these poverty-stricken places, yeah. such as Patterson, Newark, yeah. Passaic, yeah. Camden, yeah. what I don't like is like they're so quick to approve a liquor store, mm-hmm. a bodega. Mm-hmm. Like they're so quick check to approve these bail like, check cashing, spots, bail bonds, places but, that promote that that cyclical struggle. But when it comes to promoting, like. A fresh foods market, like a rec center, a yeah. recreational rec center, all oh, that. It's like harder. My life as a kid, yeah. It's like harder, yeah. and I never. More and red then, tape and then it's it. just like, how could you expect a human being <sighs> to adapt and evolve when their environment keeps producing this? It's because it's by design. Oh, absolutely. It's these, they, these are they systems keep of inequity. Me there. I'm just like, why you know? do I need five different yeah. bodegas, or why do yeah. I need five different liquor stores? Why do I need a gun shop down the block from that a fucking part. liquor store? You know, like those two things going to get you putting a powder keg next to the 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 fucking fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fire store. That's not a thing. Um, but however, like that's why um, societies of marginalized people and in impoverished communities, mm-hmm. a lot of the public schools mirror the prison pipeline system, oh, yeah. right? Like the, everything they're stressed is behavior and obedience. And why? Where's the cre- where? Why are you, uh, you know, defunding creativity? And they strip the arts from those public schools. Yes. But then all of the charter schools and the private schools and the privileged areas they get all of the programs and they get all the budgets and they get the marching bands and they get the oh the trips to disney for their senior trip and Europe. i hear people being like oh i went to europe for my senior class trip i'm like bro we went to six we didn't even go to six flags i don't know where the fuck we went um but like that's the thing also i don't think our our placement in life and in the world whether that's economically or geographically like just because i grew mm-hmm. up in Newark, i went to a, a magnet school yeah, which yeah. you had to apply to get into it get accepted have certain stipulations but that's because we were all we we were charged to to want more you know and mm-hmm. so we had to reach out and grab that which sucks it should just be you yeah. know that you get funneled into what works best for you and everybody's supported toward a strength but in you know in certain cities it's not like that because of the division of resources How and the allocation they want people to be crabs in a bat in a bucket you know that's not uh, cool and but that's that's how that's how the top one percent keep fill, lining yeah. their pockets and they stay fat because they keep people like you know where we come from they keep us struggling and starving and hustling grinding ourselves to a fine powder so they could sniff it exactly and that's that's not i feel like we gotta get a part two on this because our time is done my friend it is done i'm looking at the time i'm like oh no but i want you to say what you guys say we definitely gotta welcome you back gotta have a part two i'll spit a poem for you next time and i'll give you the finger staff story we didn't get to do a poem that's the the, part two gotta be with a poem part two gotta be with a poem so real quick paul before we let the viewers go um any shout outs any events that are coming up that you want people to join give your instagram handle one more time so and then we out of here. Okay. So follow me at Paul Conqueso on mm. Instagram and Linktree. And then um, this coming Wednesday at City Lounge, Poetry in the Bricks. We got our double features. It's co-hosted by my brother, Poem, um, an Evolu Culture sponsored. That's happening at 8 p.m. at the City Lounge, downtown Newark. That's uh, And then next Friday, a week from tomorrow, at the New Eurekan Poets Cafe. It is the MSG of poetry, world famous. The first place, hella MCs. MF Doom spit there for the first time. Um... 
Yeah, but that's like it's it's an iconic. It literally is the iconic space for poetry in New York City um, and the world. Uh, I'm hosting an event there called Voices and Vibes. It's mm -hmm. a karaoke and uh, vocal open mic. Okay. So like singers, musicians, because they also call me Paul on Karaoke. I love to sing. I could mm. I could break the dust off these vocal cords okay. next time too. Um, because I sample a lot of music in my poems. So in the community, right? Like they were like. I, I pitched a show mm -hmm. and they were like, oh, you should do a karaoke. Um, and at first it was just called the karaoke after party, but now it's evolved. Charizarded itself into what's called voices and vibes. Okay. And that's happening all the fucking time. Like now it's three Fridays a month at Let's the go. New York and Poets Cafe. The next one is May 19th from 6 to 8.30 p.m. We happy hour vibes. Okay, we, okay. we lead into the into the Friday night slam, which happens at 10, which is like the big, big program for uh but yeah, come through, buy some tickets. It's only five dollars. The 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 one in Newark is free. Um Poetry in the Bricks is free. However, at the New Yorican, you gotta buy tickets at newyorican.org. Um, and then, you know, come through. It's only five bucks. I'll buy you a drink, you know. Um, come through, pull up, see me sing. Hey. I, I sacrifice myself at the beginning of every show. I, I sing a different karaoke song mm -hmm. or I'd mix in some originals. We have hella, we always have an original artist feature. This month's is MP14. He's an incredible rapper from Hoboken, Nueva Jersey. I'm getting all my Jersey people all the hey. opportunities I can. Um, and he's an incredible rapper. He is like bullet time fast. Like okay. this man is crazy. He's like machine gun. Um, but yeah, come out, come through, pull up to the New Yorican, pull Let's up go. to City Lounge. The 17th is City Lounge. The 19th is the New York. Please follow me. Keep up. Yeah. Thank you for having me okay. on, though, Mina. Thank you for Thank coming you. by. Like, it's all a community yeah. thing. And when I met you, I was like, oh, we got to get this yeah, person in the show. Vibes. And we now we got to have a part two because we, we didn't even get a poem. I know. We got to get the poem. It's all good. So to all my viewers, everybody that tuned in with us, thank you so much. Any new viewers that tuned in with us, yeah. don't forget to like, share, and subscribe to the YouTube channel, especially if you love seeing content like yes. this. Um, and that's about it. All my friends that tuned in today, I'm sorry that I didn't connect much today. Um, I was really into the interview, and then by the time I noticed, I was like, oh my God, there was just comments <laughs> oh, no, going on nowhere. But um, either talking, way, sorry. thank you so much yeah. to just supporting and watching. And it's your girl Mina Mendoza, Little Girl Big Personality. Hey. We out of here, Queen of Spice. Hey.